Welcome to Keto Queries, ladies and gentlemen. Here is your host, David Robinley. Hello, 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 and welcome uh, to episode three of Keto Queries, where I talk about keto stuff and anything else that I feel like talking about. Um, sorry, today's podcast is a day late. This is the third episode, and I'm a genius because I decided to start a podcast uh, right before I went on vacation, and that's what I did, and I recorded two episodes last time, and they were scheduled to air every uh, Wednesday, and today, I'm sorry, this is the third week, and it's Thursday, and I'm just now getting back to record this, Uh, so hopefully... All of my fans are not too disappointed. I'm not even sure if anyone listened to the first two. I I think I can check those stats, and I will in a second. I could just be talking to myself. Actually, I'm literally talking to myself. Um, If you are, by chance, listening to these podcasts, go ahead and uh, give me a review, because I heard that's good for me if I have a review. Um... Man, what a trip it was. Uh, We went all the way to California and back. And man, California is just amazing. I don't care what kind of controversies they're having with their straws or what kind of uh, wildfires are there. I didn't see any, but I'm sure they are there and it's terrible. But man, what a beautiful state. And I would love to move there one day. We just had a great time. And I think most of that is because of the weather. Because right now I'm sitting here in Texas and it's August. And I don't know how many degrees it is, but it's hot. It's very, very hot. I don't even want to go outside. But in California, I did not want to go inside because the weather was so nice. Um, Anyway, I thought that I could talk about keto and traveling since I just got back from this trip. And I'm going to look back through some of my video and pictures here. By the way, I took a lot of video and pictures on the trip and documented my meals and um, all all the fun that we were having, and I'm going to be posting a lot of it. My plan was to post it while I was on the trip, but we were just running and gunning the entire time. And a lot of the times we were like camping at a national park and there was no internet whatsoever. So... I was like, screw this. I'm just going to have fun on my vacation. uh, And I'm going to post all of this footage when I get back. So you will be seeing that periodically over the coming days. But I'm just going to talk about it on the podcast since I am unprepared to talk about anything else. And let me just say that I was on vacation. Therefore, I was not trying to do any kind of crazy intermittent fasting Um, I was going to stay on my keto diet and not leave the state of ketosis, Um, but I was not trying to eat super clean like I try to do when I'm at my house and I have complete control over my diet, and I was also not concerned about uh, intermittent fasting because I was traveling and I wanted to experience whatever it was that I saw, and if I see a good place to eat, um, that I will probably never go to again, then I'm going to do it because uh, that's what vacation is all about. So just to warn you, those are my goals. I also had a few uh, things that I wouldn't normally eat, like uh, I enjoy carbonated beverages. So 
I had a few Coke Zeros on the road, even though um, that type of artificial sweetener is not good for you. Uh, well, most places don't have uh, Zevias or mineral water, but they will have something like a Coke Zero or a Diet Coke. So I did have a few of those, which I think is not going to kill me if I only do it every year or so when I go on vacation. I, I would never do that at my house. I like to have Zevias. If you can't find Zevias, LaCroix is good, or mineral waters with... Uh, if you want to sweeten up the mineral waters, the sweet leaf drops are really good. And that's basically what's in Zevia anyway. It's uh, stevia and water. So, um, yeah. So I wasn't eating super clean. I, I also had some fast food here and there because for, uh, for the sake of time, that is necessary. Uh, even though it, I'm sure it had some MSG in it at times or... Uh, if we were camping and they just had a little market, I'm, you know, obviously I'm not buying grass-fed uh, beef uh, wieners there. It was whatever wieners they had at the little market. Uh, so uh, I didn't have any carbs, but there might have been um, a carb or two in something I ate or maybe some hidden sugars. But it, it was, you know, the best I could do at the time. So uh, that's my little disclaimer. Now let me go through the trip and talk about what we did. Uh, first of all, it was myself and my girlfriend, Jillian. And the reason for the trip in the first place was our friends uh, in a band called Forming the Void got a gig at the Psycho Fest, which was held at the Hard Rock at Las Vegas. The Hard Rock Hotel in Las Vegas. And... Uh, their band is forming the void and they were playing and I'm like, it's time for a trip. Let's go. And I, I was like, if we're going to go that far, I might as well make a road trip out of it and go all the way through California and see that side of the country for once. Um, so that's what we did. The first day we stopped in Roswell, New Mexico, which was the coolest spot to stop between Austin and Las Vegas. So... Um, Roswell is, of course, famous for the, uh, the alien spaceship crash in 1947. And we got there, and there was like a main drag with a whole bunch of alien stuff. And there was an, a UFO museum. And so uh, we went inside the UFO mu museum. It was five bucks to get in. They have all kinds of uh, memorabilia on the walls and documents and uh, little fragments of evidence of spaceships. Uh, there, there's also some props like this big giant uh, spaceship that shoots out fog and there's a light show and some aliens come out and uh, yeah it's pretty fun we took some photos uh, then there's a whole big drag uh, down the strip of nothing but alien memorabilia shops so we went to some of those and bought some uh, some alien stuff I got a coffee mug and I think a t-shirt anyway by by this time of the day, by the time we got to Roswell, I was pretty hungry. I had not eaten uh, anything except for black coffee, and we found a really good steakhouse, and I was so hungry I was ready for a ribeye, and we found a good steakhouse called the Cattle Baron Restaurant, and they have a big, nice salad bar. So I did two trips to the salad bar, and I got all kinds of good stuff like... Um, you know, lettuce and vegetables 
jalapeno ranch, sunflower seeds, cheese, bacon. Um, they had some hard-boiled eggs, I think. Um, just, you know, a bunch of good keto stuff. I made two trips to the salad bar, and I had a ribeye steak. And I think that's the only time that I ate that day, even though I wasn't trying to fast. Uh, we were just on a really tight schedule trying to get cover as much ground as we possibly could. And uh, I was, you know, coming off of a really tight routine, uh, eating once, maybe twice a day in a four-hour period. So that was no problem for me. And then, let's see, the next day, we made it to the Grand Canyon. Um, the concert was on the third day of our vacation. So the second day, we stopped at the Grand Canyon. And let me tell you, Grand doesn't really do it justice. Uh, I knew it was going to be a big hole in the ground, but I didn't know exactly how big it would be. It is something to see. Um, I did not cry when I saw it, but I did feel the same emotion that people feel when they cry. It would, you know, I just didn't shed tears. Jillian did. She she cried. Um, but yeah, it is something to see. It's, man, you just, I took a lot of pictures, but it's not going to do it justice, um, even though my pictures are phenomenal. Just joking. As far as what I ate on the second day, uh, we did stop at this nice little breakfast joint uh, in Flagstaff, which is the one of the main towns you get to uh, right before you get to the Grand Canyon. Uh, and I had an omelet. And this is a good tip because I didn't really notice this before. But if you order an omelet at a breakfast place, I usually don't get any sides because they're trying to give you the hash browns and the potatoes or the toast or the biscuits. Um, but most places will substitute uh, tomatoes or cottage cheese or both. So that's what happened here. I got an omelet with meat and cheese in it. Um, with uh, They put tomato slices on the side and a small serving of cottage cheese, which uh, cottage cheese does have uh, some carbs in it, but if you have a little small serving, um, it's not that many carbs and it is a lot of good protein. So I normally don't eat cottage cheese at my house, but um, when you're at a restaurant, a small serving is okay with your breakfast. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Um, and then for my second and final meal of the day, it was when we actually set up camp at the Grand Canyon, and there was a small market we found um, there at the Grand Canyon, and I roasted some wieners, and I had some strawberries, and then I had some super, super dark chocolate. I think it was 92%. Um, so it just had a very, very small amount of sugar in it. I think it was two grams per serving of uh, carbs. Uh, so I normally don't eat that, but on vacation, why not? Uh, when I'm at home, I try to get the Choc Zero chocolate or the Lily's chocolate, which is sweetened with stevia. Um, but I didn't bring any of that because it probably would have melted in the car. So, uh, yeah, I had some super, super dark chocolate with strawberries and wieners uh, around the campfire. Oh, and some peanut butter. So, all right, on to day three. What happened? Um, that's the day that we arrived in Las Vegas. 
And our friends, uh, well, we stayed at the same hotel they were playing at, the Hard Rock. And our friends in Forming the Void were playing an afternoon slot uh, at the Psycho Fest. And it, it might have only been 3 o'clock or so, but they had a packed house. Um, uh, the room was completely full, and they did great. It was a great show. If you have not heard of them uh, and you like rock and roll, check out Forming the Void. Anyway, as far as what I ate in Las Vegas for my keto journey, um, it actually wasn't very good for the first meal. Um, <laughs> I thought Las Vegas would be full of buffets and I could have whatever I want, as much as I want. But yeah, the, the buffets are, maybe it's because it was a Saturday, but they weren't as plentiful as I thought, or maybe I was in the wrong part of town. Um, but there was none at the Hard Rock, and we went to the Strip for a little while, and the, the only buffets that we saw were like 30-something dollars per person, and there was a line for a buffet. Like, can you imagine uh, e eating from a trough with a bunch of other people, and you have to wait in line to do that? I don't think so. Um, so I said no thanks to the buffet. Um the first place we stopped to eat was a pizza restaurant because uh, Jillian was super hungry and we only had a certain amount of time to get her some food. So I got a couple of slices of pizza, scraped the toppings off. Um, not the best thing for me to be eating, but uh, hey, it's pretty keto, just meat and cheese. I definitely, definitely didn't get my money's worth on that meal because they didn't even put that many toppings on it. Um, anyway, for the second meal... We, uh, we stopped at uh, a restaurant in the hotel, uh, the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, and I had an omelet. Again, <laughs> an omelet's a pretty good choice when you're uh, on a keto diet on the road. So uh, it was a meat and cheese omelet. Once again, I had some tomato slices. The hotel was just crazy. Um, there was a bikini contest going on the same day as the Psycho Fest. So you had all these like heavy metal fans walking around with uh, bikini contest people uh, and their fans. And then, um, I don't know, there's like these dancers on ropes swinging from the ceilings in the casino area. And there was, there was like this big pool party that had to do with uh, the bikini contest. And as soon as that closed down, they opened up a stage for the Psycho Fest. So they had like heavy metal bands playing outside and people were like in the pool just watching it. And it was pretty awesome. And then Danzig closed it all out and he put on a really good show. Um, for those of you who uh, remember Danzig in the 90s and he sang for the Misfits in the 80s. I don't know if we have any punk and rock and roll fans out there, but uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know what to expect exactly um, in 2018, but Danzig really put on a great show. And on the fourth day, on the fourth day of vacation, um, we went to the Sequoia National Park and we camped out there at a place called the Lodgepole Campground. And man, that was a really beautiful area. We had to drive up this huge mountain to get to the campground. After you enter 
um, the national park, you have to drive up this huge mountain and then the trees just start getting bigger and bigger as you go up the mountain. It's pretty um, incredible. Like they have a place called the the giants, the something, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the name of it, but it's where the, the general Sherman tree is. If you've ever heard of that, um, we saw it, we, we parked and we went down the trail to see the general Sherman tree. And this thing, they estimate that it's between 2,300 and 2,700 years old. Uh, this is a tree. Okay. Um, uh, it could be up to 2,700 years old. And it's so big that it doesn't even look like a tree. It, I don't even know what it looks like. Uh, I have some pictures of it, but um, it only looks good in the pictures if somebody's standing next to it for reference because otherwise it just looks like a tree. But um, we have a couple where um, I, I'm in the I'm in like in the background and you can realize like, wait, is that a person? Oh, my God that's a tree. Um, it's, it's something to see if you've never been there. We almost didn't, uh, go see it cause it was a little bit off the beaten path from our campground. But, uh, we, we actually, we actually saw it the next day after we camped, uh, and we, we hit the road and we're like, man, we should have seen that tree. It has a branch that's like seven feet thick. Um, if you can imagine that. So I was like, oh, we got to see it. Uh, we started reading the brochure about it and turned turned the car around to go see this tree. Um, but I'm glad we did because it was crazy. I have some good footage of that and I'll be posting it. Um, anyway, the campground at Sequoia National Park, I really liked it. Uh, we camped at a few places. And uh, as far as the campground goes, this was my favorite one because it was more relaxing and not as crowded. Um, the next day we went to Yosemite and that's just like, I mean, obviously it's a more well-known national park and it's probably, uh, more to look at there, but, uh, it was not relaxing necessarily as Yosemite. There was too many people, uh, but the Lodgepole campground, I would recommend it was very, a very nice day and lots of big trees. If you're into big trees, that is. And... Let's see, as far as keto things that I ate that day, uh, at the Sequoia Lodgepole Campground, they had uh, a deli within the, the little market there, uh, and I had a bunless cheeseburger. And I, I think that's the only meal that I had that day, except for some uh, snacks like peanut butter and, uh, and maybe some nuts or cheese. We, I don't think we lit a fire that night, so there was no wieners. Um, but anyway... On to the next day. Uh, the next day, we traveled to Yosemite National Park, and man, that place is incredible. I know that I know I've said that about each place so far, but um, Yosemite is something to see. If you've never been there before, I highly recommend it. Um, as you're driving, well, we went to Yosemite Valley. There's a bunch of different spots in Yosemite that you can go to, but the most popular one is probably Yosemite Valley. That's where we went. Uh, as you're driving up to it, uh, you just see on your right Bridal Veil Falls. It's like this huge waterfall shooting out of a mountain. And you're like, oh my goodness, am I in Lord of the Rings or something like that? Um, and so then we 
we drove around. We went to our campsite, got settled in, and then we just hiked around and saw a bunch of uh, mountains and beautiful stuff. There's also a huge uh, lodge called the Majestic Yosemite Lodge, which is this really nice, fancy hotel out there in the middle of nowhere. And that was really something something to see. Um, as far as food and camping and all that stuff, uh, Yosemite is a much bigger place. So they had multiple restaurants and gift shops and things that you can buy. Uh, so we just, the first meal we stopped over there and we had um, something at the restaurant. I had a bunless uh, cheeseburger again, but this one came with some uh, barbecue brisket on the side. Um, later that night, we camped out, had a fire, and I had some wieners and strawberries. I, they had a market over there, so I got some wieners and strawberries. And uh, basically the same thing that I had the first night that we camped. But like I was saying before, there was just, it was really hard to sleep with that many people out there camping. Like they had some young bros out there who were obviously enjoying their first beer and they just talked and yelled all night long, um, a few campsites down. And I'm sure they annoyed the entire campground, um, but they weren't the only ones making noise. It was just, it was too many people. But other than that, Yosemite was great. If you can find a private lodging, that might be better <laughs> if you're in peak season. We might try to go back during an off season when it's not as crowded. Anyway, moving on. The next night, we went to San Francisco. I've never been there before. Well, actually, I've probably never been to any of these places before. Um, anyway, San Francisco is a really great town. It is cold. It was August, and it was like in the low 60s the entire time. Um, I knew it, it would be chilly, but... It was still a surprise when we got there that I had to wear a jacket. Um, we rented some bicycles and we rode across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh yeah, I should be talking about exercise. Um, I hiked a lot of miles at all of these places. So as far as exercise, I'm not doing any Tabatas out here, but um, I am hiking and biking and doing a lot of cardio. So trust me, I have hiked up some mountains on this trip. Uh, as far as San Francisco goes, uh, we rented some bicycles, and I don't know if you've ever been to San Francisco, but they have a lot of hills. So we biked up some hills, uh, especially getting up to the Golden Gate Bridge, and the go and the bridge itself was a big hill, um, and very windy. Like trying to pedal against the wind. Um, I now I understand the Bob Seger song. Um, it was. Uh, challenging to say the least but uh it was a great workout and as far as keto stuff that i ate in san francisco um after the bike ride that evening i started eating and i had some fish at the fisherman's wharf because when in rome um go on let's see i went to lose fish shack uh, and i had some local locally caught cod and i'm sure that lose is not the best place to go it had like a 3.9 google rating and i'm sure cod is not the best fish to eat in fact i am sure of that but i just wanted to to eat some kind of local fish that wasn't 50 dollars 
um, this was like $20. So um, that was my big Fisherman's Wharf splurge. It, lo it looked like the best bang for the buck, at least from what I saw down there. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are screaming uh, at their little radios right now. Uh, if, if you are from San Francisco and you're like, oh, you should have gone to this place. Well, let me know and I'll go next time. Okay, what else did we do there in the in the city by the bay? Is that what they call San Francisco? It sounds familiar. Oh, we went to see the... I know this sounds stupid. We, we went to see the, the Full House House, which is actually two different houses. Uh, they have one shot in the Full House opening uh, of the Painted Ladies, which is this little row of houses. That's when they're all like sitting or playing in the park, having a picnic or whatever. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I, I did recognize it when I saw it in person. And then the exterior of their house in another shot is actually another house, which is like an eight-minute drive away. But I went to both places and got pictures of both. Um, so we did the entire full house experience. Then we hit the road, and leaving San Francisco, we stopped for lunch in Pacifica, which is a small seaside town. And we, we stopped and ate at this restaurant called Nick's at uh, the Sea Breeze Motel. Uh, it's right there on the water. It's a really nice place. Um, I had the omelet. Again, it's a nice, safe choice for being on the road. Um, unless you're at IHOP, by the way, they put pancake batter in their eggs. So you have to request no pancake batter if you order an omelet at IHOP. Hopefully no other places do that. Um, I should start asking. Anyway, at Nick's Rockaway restaurant is right there on the water. I had an omelet with some type of pork in it that um, I have not seen this uh, name before. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It was a pork called Linguisa. L-I-N-G-U-I-C-A. Linguisa. I think that's how the guy said it. Anyway, it was really good. Um, I had that. And I had a side dish of tomatoes. No, they put tomatoes in it. Tomatoes were inside the omelet with avocado and sour cream. It was a really good omelet. Would recommend. Um, let's see. After that, we hit the road and we saw Big Sur. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to Big Sur, but that is not my name before uh, the keto diet. It's actually a place in California, um, and that was really beautiful. That's like, you know, you've probably seen it on in pictures that are on television where it's like these big cliffs and a beach down below. It's like a, a really nice, majestic coastal area of California. Um, if you saw a picture of it, which I will be posting, you'll probably recognize it immediately from seeing it on TV, but we, we hiked some mountains and got a lot of cool shots. I was shooting stock footage too, by the way. That's one of my side gigs. I like to, I like to sell stock footage online. If I go somewhere interesting, I'll take some good shots. Um, and so I'll be posting some of that. And there was uh, waterfalls, beaches, rocks, cliffs. Um, use your imagination. Uh, this is a podcast, so you can't really see what I'm talking about. 
Um, from there, we hit the road, and we did have a reservation um, in a campground at Big Sur, but um, I think we were not going to make it in time. They had some kind of ridiculous check-in time, like 2 p.m., and we were not going to make it there by 2 p.m., and they also had a bunch of bad reviews saying the place was infested with ticks and all kind of stuff like that. This was not a national park. We had really good experiences at the national parks, but some of these other ones, I don't know if they're privately owned or what, but um, it's kind of hit or miss with those. So we just kept driving um, down Highway 1 along the coast all the way down from San Francisco. uh, And then as soon as we got into civilization again, which took a long time, uh, we finally stopped at a little seaside village called Morrow Bay, And we were the youngest people in this town by like 30 years. It looked like a Viagra commercial. Everything was just like seaside village with uh, nice cars and yachts, but yet very low key and um, a quaint little town and a bunch of old people who were catting around. Yeah, uh, it was a really nice place. I'm I'm making it sound like I'm making fun of it. But um, yeah, just imagine... A Viagra commercial, and that's where we stayed. It was just an accidental last-minute stop. We actually stayed at the Best Western there and got the last room available, which was kind of lucky. But it was almost on the water. We had a view of the water, um, and there was this really awesome breakfast place next door called Carla's. And very surprisingly affordable food and large portions. Um, If you're ever in Morrow Bay which I didn't expect to be, but I was, um, then uh, try Carla's for breakfast. That's the best commercial ever, isn't it? You're welcome, Carla. Um, So guess what I got at Carla's? I got um, an omelet. Uh, This time I got a seafood omelet. And it sounds better than it was. Um, Seafood does not go with eggs. uh, It it wasn't bad. I mean... I just didn't know what to expect. I kind of wish I would have got something more usual. But when in Rome, I was like, man, if if I'm going to be by the water, I need to have seafood in my omelet. I also got a side of bacon with that, uh, so it wasn't a total loss. And uh, a side of tomatoes and cottage cheese, which I never even heard of that before this trip, but um, they were actually suggesting it. Maybe it's a California thing. I don't know. Every time I say I don't want toast or biscuits or hash browns, they say, oh, would you like tomatoes or cottage cheese? Um, So I guess they're more used to people doing that in California, perhaps. Uh, Maybe it's more of a gluten-free zone. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, Anyway, after Carla's, we hit the road because that's the day we had a hotel booked in Santa Monica. So we were trying to make it there in time to enjoy the sun, see the sunset and the Santa Monica Pier. Um, You know what's really cool about Santa Monica? Well, maybe you don't think it's cool if you live there, but um, they have these things called birds, or there's also one called a lime, but it's these little, um, it's like, I think it's made by Segway, um, but it's not a, a traditional Segway. It's like these scooters 
kind of like what kids play with where they have like a skateboard with the handlebars on it and they just ride around it's like a mix between a skateboard and a bike well they have that for adults except it's electric and it's made by segway so it's got like the same segway motor and everything but you can just basically scoot around town on your scooter and there's an app so you just leave the the bird wherever you stop and disconnect it from the app and when you want to go home you just find a bird connect it on your app and you hop on it and and just ride home on the scooter and then when you get there you just leave it on the sidewalk so and they're everywhere it's really easy to find them so that's that was really cool it's kind of like an uber but a scooter if that makes sense so i hope they come out with those everywhere because well i you good luck getting around texas on those things but if you're just going around santa monica very convenient anywho we took the birds down to the santa monica pier and if you've never been there it's um it's this big long pier with kind of like a big fair on top they have a a roller coaster a ferris wheel a bunch of restaurants and things to do they have break dancers um, I did not break dance, by the way, but uh, but they did, and they did a really good job. We ate at a restaurant up there on the pier. I had a, a cheeseburger with no bun and a side salad, and then we rode the roller coaster. I did not vomit, and we enjoyed the sunset, went in the water a little bit, but only up to the knees, although a big wave got my pants wet. And then we rode the birds back to the hotel and called it a night. The next day was probably the best day as far as a fitness as far as fitness is concerned. We went to Venice, home of the famous Muscle Beach. Um, if you've ever seen uh, Pumping Iron, that old documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger about the bodybuilders or you know countless other bodybuilders since then uh, they all go to work out at muscle beach it's not a place where you actually work out it's more of like just this outdoor gym it's filthy <laughs> i don't think anybody actually works out there on a regular basis but you can pay ten dollars to work out for the day and that's what i did and uh jillian took some photos and video of me working out i mean it's comedy of course i'm not trying to show off and be like oh i'm look at me i'm at muscle beach i'm a serious athlete but um it was a dream come true uh being like a arnold schwarzenegger fan uh, ever since the 80s and enjoying that pumping iron documentary and um just you know nostalgia it was a dream come true to work out at muscle beach um, so that was on Venice Beach, which is right next door to Santa Monica. And um, then after that, we drove up to Hollywood, which was a huge mistake because um, not only was it, you know, not that impressive, but uh, it was so crowded and so much traffic that it pretty much killed the entire rest of our day when we were supposed to be driving to San Diego. Um, we had a hotel booked for two nights in San Diego, and I was like, well, let's just go see Hollywood real quick because I never saw it before. Um, maybe there was a lot more to do than what we saw, but 
we we went to that area where they have the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Everybody's name is in the uh, sidewalk, and then there's that Chinese museum where the celebrities actually wrote their name in wet cement um, and put their handprints in it. Um, I made sure to to get a picture with the Arnold Schwarzenegger one just to complete my Arnold journey. Uh, right after going to Muscle Beach, uh, I went to the put my hands in Arnold's handprints. So that was something. Um, we ate at Mel's, which is this diner in Hollywood. Um, it's like right on the main corner, so I'm sure it's a very touristy thing to do. But we were hungry. Um, one of the best things about Mel's is they serve breakfast all day. So I had steak and eggs. Um, along with a fruit cup, which actually had a decent amount of strawberries and blueberries in it. So I just ate those and none of the other fruits that were full of sugar. Um, let's see, what else? After that, we were stuck in traffic for so long. I Maybe it was stress, I don't know. I was craving sweets, so I got um, a Quest protein cookie from a gas station um, actually, I ate two of these things, but there's <laughs> there's only, I think, nine or ten net carbs per cookie. So that coupled with the steak and eggs, I don't think I even went over my carbs. I probably had about 20 to 30 carbs like I normally would. Um, so I had two of those cookies on the way to San Diego and for dinner, we ate again. That's probably the most I ate the entire trip. But uh, I had the beef fajitas when we got to our hotel, which was the King's Inn. The King's Inn um, in San Diego has two really awesome restaurants. There's a breakfast restaurant called The Waffle Spot. And then they have a really good Mexican restaurant, too. I forgot the name of it. Um, but it's in the hotel. Can't miss it. Um, I had the beef fajitas, and they were awesome. The next morning, we woke up in San Diego. Uh, we went to that waffle spot inside the hotel, and guess what I had? Um, yes, it was a omelet with a side of bacon and tomatoes. Uh, I didn't realize how many omelets I ate on this trip. I thought this would be more interesting. Um, oh, the, the name of the Mexican restaurant is Amigo Spot. I just looked it up. Um, for any of you tracing my footsteps, you can stop at the Amigo spot. So uh, what do we do in San Diego? Uh, we did the, the, the bus tour, you know, that hop on, hop off uh, bus tour. It takes you all around San Diego. We did that in the morning. We started off on the first, uh, the first go around in Old Town, San Diego at 9 a.m. That, that was the first one. Um, so it takes you from Old Town and we just makes a big loop around um, uh, downtown and the wharf area, the, well, the marina area. And then it takes you down to Coronado, which is a peninsula on the south side of San Diego. That's where they have that big hotel uh, with the red roof. You probably know what I'm talking about if you if you would see it. I'm going to be posting pictures of it. It's been in a bunch of movies, and uh, you probably got a postcard with it on there at some point in your life. Uh, anyway, we did that bus tour which was a really good, it was really nice to have somebody else driving for once. I was pretty tired of driving at this point. And then in the afternoon, after buying a bunch of souvenirs at Old Town, and oh, 
Oh, yeah. While we were in Old Town, we ate at another Mexican restaurant. I got fajitas again. Uh, this place was called Miguel's, and it was really good. Um, all of the restaurants were just packed in Old Town, except for Miguel's. Uh, there was only like a five-minute wait over there, so that was the deciding factor. But I'm glad we did. Actually, the bus driver suggested this place, and it was super good. I had the beef fajitas again. Uh, with guacamole, sour cream, and cheese, all the fixings on the side. Um, they bring out queso complimentary, so I had some queso. And then we went to the beach uh, for the rest of the afternoon in San Diego on Mission Beach, and the water was nice and warm. Uh, the, so was the weather, and it was, but not too warm, not like Texas warm. It was like lower 80 degrees, um, and the water was. Uh, Nice and warm. I heard they have a record uh, high temperatures in the water for this time of year uh, at San Diego. So, it, yeah, it felt like bath water almost. And then after we spent the afternoon on the beach, we uh, walked around that little fairground Belmont area on Mission Beach and rode the roller coaster there. That roller coaster was pretty serious. It was like built in the 20s and refurbished uh, it was wooden and yeah I felt like I was going to die the entire time and by this point it was dark so we walked about half an hour all the way down the beach to Pacific Beach and they have a restaurant there called the Old Famous and that's where we had dinner I had a shrimp salad um, which was that place was a little pricier than I thought it was going to be so that was like the cheapest thing um, <laughs> on the menu just about, it was like $16 for the shrimp salad. Um, and they give you four shrimp. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think I would go there again, but it was good. I suppose it was actually, it was not good. It was the, the, the shrimp are overcooked. If I'm being completely honest. Um, the next day, is the day that we hit the road to go back home. I stopped by the Marine Corps Recruit Depot in San Diego, which is where I went to boot camp when I was a Marine in 1996. That's when I went to boot camp. Um, fond memories. I took a picture in front of the gate, and I hope nobody saw me. I was, you know, uh, these days, uh, Homeland Security might just snatch you up for doing something like that. But I was outside the gate, so I don't think I broke any rules. Um, anyway, on the way back home, we stopped in El Paso. Nothing fancy. I went to Golden Corral, and I had a bunch of steak and vegetables and bacon. I had a lot of bacon at Golden Corral. Oh, and liver and onions. Uh, that's hard to find nowadays, but I actually like beef liver and... I'm told that beef liver has a lot of nutrients and vitamins that you don't find in the rest of the cow. So, if you like beef liver, give it a try. Um, we slept in the van at a truck stop and made it home as fast as we could the next day. It's all a blur. But that's a brief overview of my vacation and what I ate I did not leave ketosis the entire trip, even though I had um, a little bit of artificial sweeteners and hidden sugars and MSG and the junk food that you find on the road. But guess what? I did not 
gain a single pound on vacation. And that's something that I have never been able to say before uh, when taking a vacation. I always come back 5, 10 pounds heavier and super bloated, but I weighed myself the next morning and I was the exact same weight as I was. And um, actually, this that was yesterday. This morning, I weighed myself and I was a half a pound lighter. Um, so that just goes to show you how awesome the keto diet is. And honestly, I've never gained a pound on the keto diet. Uh, I'm always either exactly the same weight or a little bit less. And I do hit plateaus and I do have set points that is really stubborn and hard to break through. But at least I'm not yo-yo dieting anymore. And it, uh, my weight is not fluctuating every day. Like I, I'm not even worried about what the scale says necessarily. But I do weigh myself every morning just for uh, poops and giggles. And just, you know, to, to monitor myself for fun. But it's always the same. Whereas in other diets, it would just fluctuate. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I was not watching my caloric intake or anything, anything like that. I would just eat whenever I was hungry, whenever I could find food suitable for my diet. And, um, it, I had a lot of good stuff and I'm going to be posting pictures of it all on the, on the socials. And also in the program, there'll be more in the program. The Kit Method is my program in case you uh, are looking for a keto program and you want a little bit of extra help uh, with your keto journey, you can uh, join for $10. Um, just look up the Kit Method. Um, I'm posting a new Cooking With Me video. It's me cooking wieners at the Grand Canyon. Uh, there, it's not very in-depth, but... That's what I had to work with. That's the only cooking that I did on my trip. Um, this week, I'll be shooting more Cooking With Me videos. Um, I have um, spaghetti with zucchini noodles and also chili. Why? Because it's August in Texas. And so I thought, brr, I should cook a chili. That'll go great with this weather. Okay. Well, I guess that's all I have to talk about for this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Podcast with-